0: So we'll get to mock trade deadline part two in a little bit, but with the all-star draft happening tomorrow or being released tomorrow, Danny and I wanted to do our own all-star draft. We flipped a coin. He is LeBron James, and he's got the first pick among the starters, and then I will be Steph Curry. I will have the first pick among the reserves, and we're going to make the assumption here that all of these players are going to actually try <laughs> so the idea of like oh who would be better an all-star game saying we're forgetting about that we're, we're pretending that these teams actually are going to play each other that they actually like have time to prepare and it's not just like oh let's pick all the warriors because they know each other and they'll win because it's on like a one day's notice or something we're trying to actually make like real nba teams out of these players so however i will note that i will make some
1: interpersonal based decisions in my own as LeBron James, I feel- that's what he will and do <laughs> periodically it is not the sole determining factor but it is a part of it
0: yeah no i, I mean that's true you gotta manage uh, all the personalities i probably won't think about that as much because i'm a robot uh okay so danny you have first pick here whom shall you select
1: there are certainly a lot of good options but what i'm looking for i want to i want to have the ball in my hands a fair amount but i also want other players that can score i think that's the definitive thing game while people are going to try they're certainly going to try a whole lot more on offense than defense and i enjoy putting the knife in a little bit so i'm taking kevin durant
0: yeah probably the guy that most people would say is at least the third best player in the nba so there really already are not very many guys left who can actually guard either kd or lebron so I've got Steph Curry. I've got the best offensive player in basketball. I'm going to go with Giannis Antetokounmpo as just one of the few guys left who, who can guard either KD or LeBron.
1: That That's certainly a fair choice. I kind of assumed you were going to go with one or the other, but that also leaves me with the, the other guy that I was most interested in of this group, and that is Anthony Davis. I think AD can do a lot of different things out there. He can be a, he can be a four, he can be a five, gives us a long front court. I think he'll catch a lot of my lobs, and he'll be a, a part of the team without taking too many touches, though, of course, we'll give him as many as he wants. Also, it keeps him away from Stephen Curry, which we think is good in terms of them creating a super team with him in three years
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man well that definitely makes things difficult for me ad would have been my next pick as well and and just in in terms of athleticism you know i'm just not sure how my team is gonna catch up at this point and i think what i'm gonna do i have a very difficult decision right now i don't want to tell you who the other person i'm deciding is once i select between these two players i think i'm gonna go with Clay thompson you
1: have to take all the starters first you can't go into the back oh shit that's right
0: (laughs) oh man so who the hell is even a starter i i totally even eliminated that let me open your list up again here yeah i I created a doc for this oh man you know what yeah i guess i still would have taken Giannis anyway he's a starter so i had totally forgotten about that um i totally blew my strategy steph curry would have been more prepared than than i was I think I'm already, I've already lost here with you getting first pick. Uh, so who's left here among the starters? I've got Demarcus Cousins, DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. I think I've just got to go with Harden as just so much better of a player than any of those other guys.
1: Damn it, <laughs> that's who I wanted. Uh, but that's that's not a surprise. Um, I so there for me. This is one where, if it were Danny LaRue choosing rather than LeBron LaRue, I would go with Joel Embiid over DeMarcus Cousins. However, I think LeBron would like to see what it's like to play with DeMarcus Cousins. Dot, dot, Uh, dot. Oh,
0: see, yeah, this this is no fun, though. Like, I wish you would just do it as, uh you know lebron larue i'm doing it as Le- there. i'm doing it as or, or, LeBron i sorry LaRue. as danny well, as opposed to Le- yeah because like i, I want to be able to talk shit to you later if like my team is better and now you have the excuse of like oh i was just trying to make it realistic it could be lebron james like pick your real team man this fine then, a- I'll t- then i'll I take mean, we already then We're i'll take joel i'll take joel okay then. all right all right I-, I think that makes it more fun this because this is like people want to know what we think would make the best team they don't want to like us to simulate what we think lebron and stuff would do like that's that's like we what what you're doing right now, I think, is like, you know, it's the let's figure out who the media is going to vote for for MVP instead of saying well, so who we think should be. So you're MVP,
1: talking you know? mock draft versus draft rankings, basically, is the difference there. A mock draft is prediction, yeah. whereas rankings is who you think is better. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, we're trying to like make a real team as well. So, sure. All right. So you've got Joel Embiid. I'm down to, oh, God, having to pick the starters just sucks. Although, actually, this could play into my hands because I get a uh, first pick among the reserves. Hers, which right uh, which is very nice. valuable so that actually is really valuable yeah it's a, um yeah I mean I'm not really very excited about Kyrie DeMarcus or DeRozan um oh, god I mean like I don't think any of those three guys would actually even necessarily be in the rotation for my team um and I've already got Harden I think I'll go with I think I'll go with DeMarcus that's a fair choice, and, I, and you could just go ahead and give me DeRozan right now too. <laughs> well, yeah. So that that's the difference here. If it were if
1: it were me, if it were me, I'm taking Kyrie Irving. So that's what we're gonna do. But if we were doing this as kind of like a like a, a a mock, then I absolutely would not have LeBron taking Kyrie. But for my team, yeah, I'll I'll do that, and that's gonna lead to more flash bulbs and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that would be an incredibly watchable team.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think LeBron could also just have a vested interest in showing like, oh, he doesn't have a grudge and all like uh As well. So, all right. I now have Derozan, and I have first pick of the remaining reserves. So, just to go through who we've got there: got Lamarcus Aldridge, Bradley Beal. Actually, it's probably easier to do it by position here. So, oh God, this rule about having to pick the starters just sucks all right so at point guard still left we've got russell westbrook damian lillard and kyle lowry
1: and john wall who i've mistakenly forgot to put in originally
0: ah yes okay i wondered who we we're missing on the wing we've got clay thompson victor old bradley beal and jimmy butler and then at, as biggs lamarcus aldridge kristaps porzingis al horford Draymond green carl anthony towns and kevin love so of those there are two players that I am very torn with now, and I already gave away that Thompson would have been my pick. So I, I will go with Clay Thompson uh, as uh, my first pick. I think he just—he's a very scalable player. He's not—he can defend, switch, which is going to be very important, obviously, for this team. And uh, you know, doesn't need the ball to be effective and can space the floor for all all the other guys. So I think uh, one of the issues I'm concerned with is just too much usage on these teams. Thompson scales really well in that and is very effective without the ball in his hands and one of the better defensive players left for. So I'll go with him.
1: Clay's a good pick, especially when you think about just all the other usage that you have on your roster. My, to me, the best player, and especially the guy who's having the best season of everybody on this list, which is who I'm going to go with is Jimmy Butler. Butler is a wing, which as we can, t- we'll, t- we'll notice very, very soon, there are not many of those left. And if we were t- doing this with a different criteria of just who's going to give the biggest shit in an all-star game, Jimmy Butler would also be high on that list but I didn't consider that because you didn't want us to consider it so but I think Jimmy Butler's a, a you know he's probably going to be more of a second unit guy with this team but I think it's just a valuable player for me to have
0: yeah so I'm really really concerned about my defense in the front court with you taking AD so I'm going to go with Draymond Green uh, again I, I've got good warrior chemistry I mean that's that matters still to some degree though uh, and also kind of gets the band back together of the fun warriors before they got KD so uh, and and I just you know I'm gonna try and play green at center some I mean he as of right now he probably would be my starting center and so I just I, I need to be able to defend I need to be able to get some switching like we're not gonna be able to play conventional defense uh, and I, I just uh, I'm really concerned about having defensive liabilities uh, on my team and green's another unselfish player he, he can pass I'm a little worried about his lack of shooting offensively but uh, again there's just there's no one else left on the board like if I didn't get him like I just wouldn't have like the quality of defense that i needed in the front court for this team
1: my biggest concern especially with the length that i have on the interior already what I'm thinking about is really just getting other players on my team who can who can shoot and maybe do a little bit with the ball in their hands for when a lot of my main guys are out and for me the best player out there fitting that bill is Damian Lillard Lillard can have the ball if he wants to but he can also defend ones and play off so he's not perfect on Steph obviously but when you're looking at basically him versus Lowry who can do that to a degree Westbrook and Wall Lillard is the best fit there and I worry that if you took him I was going to end up with a roster that was kind of out of whack.
0: Interesting, and also interesting that uh, one Russell Westbrook has now, it has now been 12 picks uh, without uh, Russell Westbrook having been selected, so still got four point guards left lowry wall lillard and westbrook well i just took lillard oh sorry thank you yes uh and then on the wing still victor oladipo and bradley beal and then at bigs uh, we've got horford porzingis lamarcus aldridge carl towns and love i think i am torn between two bigs here and i think i'm actually gonna go with carl anthony towns damn it and (laughs) my reasons for that are twofold one he can space the floor uh now i know like defensively i'm definitely concerned uh uh, he and cousins uh, and cousins is going to be complaining because he's going to be riding the bench for the squad cousins i I think i had him if like he was in like my bottom three of all the people that i wanted to draft um and then derosen was in my bottom one of all the people i wanted to draft (laughs) uh so a little vexing that i was forced to take both of those guys within my first five picks but nonetheless uh carl Thomas my thinking is he can space the floor number one great pick and roll big number two and then he's the the one guy i think that just nobody can stop in the post if you really get it to him like i've yet to see someone who has really been able to give him problems in the post so uh, i'm gonna go with carl anthony towns
1: that's disappointing because i think he would have made my team a lot more fun just to have another guy with the abilities that he does but i'm a little bit worried about you taking al horford going forward and he's the guy who just there is an another one who does what he does so like Lamarcus is great I just don't think Lamarcus Lamarcus is having a, a, a very good season but I don't think he's as good in this format as horford who can be a, a he can fit into a lot of different roles also the chemistry with Kyrie Irving I'm assuming those guys will play a lot together on my team so you can have them you get that little bit of continuity but I think horford fits with all of these guys really whatever you want to do he's not going to be in my closing five but guess what I don't think anybody I take from here on out is going to be anyway all
0: right so I probably need another ball handler at the this- this point i've really only got curry and harden uh, draymond green can do that as well but i'd like to get another point guard in there and between westbrook wall and lowry i actually think that lowry works the best here he's gonna play hard he's probably the best defensive player of those guys because wall doesn't really try anymore and westbrook doesn't try so uh and then lowry by far the best shooter of those guys westbrook and wall both guys that you don't really have to guard when they don't have the ball in their hands and they're both also like it was interesting from i think it was Zach Lowe's column that Wall spends more time walking or not moving than any other player in the NBA. um And Lowry certainly can never be accused of that. So I'm going to go with Lowry just because I think he will defend. He can space the floor, which those other guys can't. And I, I've got plenty of guys who can create already between Steph and Giannis and Harden. So I, I'm not as worried about that. I'm just looking more for compliments who are just going to fit at, at this point.
1: Yeah, I get that. I mean, the, the, the difference between Lillard and Lowry like that being pretty small is why I thought about drafting Lillard later because I, I thought about taking Towns there and then just just to have him but I thought the difference for for my team specifically with having LeBron and having Kyrie and all those and Jimmy Butler all those guys I thought that that was there so that leaves me with an, with an interesting decision you can kind of go in a, in a couple of big directions here and the strongest remaining preference for me is like because there are some guys that are similar like kind of similar ga- Skill sets, but so that means that when they duplicate, if you take one, then I'll just take the other. So on that logic, the guy who I think is is a little bit more different is Porzingis. I he you can play him ah! at, at different spots and. I just think he's a nice fit. I mean, I can play him with a lot of my other bigs. He's been better at the four this year, and so he does something a little bit different than Lamarcus, who's again having a nice year, but just isn't as good for this format.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, I was hoping because I was thinking like, oh, maybe Towns is just going to get roasted defensively, and so Porzingis just play him at center, and he could provide a game-changing element potentially, protecting the rim. uh But with him out, I think because I only have one decent defensive big right now between Towns and Cousins, are not good and. And then I've got Green as my only other big who can play any defense at all. I got to go with Aldridge just because I might have to play him as my backup center because Towns and Cousins aren't cutting it. So, uh yeah, Lamarcus Aldridge is my pick now. And I mean, obviously, he's not as good of a player on just a normal NBA team as uh, Russell Westbrook is, or, you know, I think he's probably the second best guy remaining just in general. um But it's just, you know, Westbrook, we have plenty of what he provides. And then again, you know, his limitations off the ball really concern me. Uh, So yeah, LaMarcus Aldridge is where I'm going here.
1: So now that we're getting close enough to the end, I can, I can tell this piece of strategy. I don't have, especially with the structure of my team, a very strong preference between Victor Oladipo and Bradley Beal. Both guys are fine fits. And my hope the entire time was that you were going to take one and I would just take the other. So I'm going to keep that going, but we're close enough to the end that I can talk about that. And I'm going to go with Russell Westbrook. I think he's a better player than John Wall. Yeah. You have the whole weird Kevin Durant thing. You have the, 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 their fun divorces on my team are actually kind of great like you have Westbrook and the, Spur- the oh, Spurn the Spurn guys are just amazing you probably want to separate them a little bit but I just think he adds a little bit more than Wall does and if we're not talking about the difference of like playing hard because the defensive element of it John Wall can he, he can reach a little bit more even though he doesn't do it on a game-to-game like he used to but I'm gonna go with Russ because you know just another guy who can do more who can do more and I have enough wings so I don't really need anything other than that
0: yeah I'm really torn now between Old Depot and Beal I do want to get one more shooter I think Oladipo is better defensively Beal probably scales a little bit more with his shooting he's more comfortable working off the ball than Oladipo is I think I probably will just go with Brad Beal I think the shooting because you know Oladipo's pick and roll ability is probably better than Beal and he's a little bit better defender the the additional pick and roll ability doesn't really do much for me I just want a guy and Beal is a much more established shooter I think he's gonna have more gravity than Oladipo so I'll go with him very tough choice though I think Oladipo obviously is having a better season
1: yeah it's a tough call and that's why i didn't want to have to make it so i'm just taking oladipo now and taking the the satisfaction of that so that leaves you with a fun choice kevin love versus john wall
0: yeah i think i'll go with john wall uh just because he can add an element pushing the ball in transition he can maybe defend a little bit better in short minutes and you know maybe if one of our pick and roll guys goes down or gets in foul trouble or something it could use a little bit more ball handling he gives a, a little bit of a different look than Kyle lowry um because Lowry is not really that much of a pick and roll guy at this point. he's working more off the ball or just pulling up from 3 these days instead of getting into the lane and really finding people. So that's my thinking there and uh enjoy Kevin Love as the last pick. Did we always think it was going to be Kevin Love as the last pick?
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, if if it in among the reserves, yeah. I mean, because especially cuz a lot of the there are guys who can do a little bit more. Like Porzingis can protect the rims so much more. That that that's a, that's a value there. I mean, if if some of the starters have been eligible, might have been a little bit different do we do we want to run through our teams
0: oh absolutely here yeah let's uh i mean we well i guess we'll say who our like enforced starters are and then (laughs) we can just talk about what like our real rotation would be yeah dude like cousins and DeRozan are getting like the andrew bogut derek favors like you're coming out after like two minutes <laughs> <laughs> and and there's no, and well, no So let's that, do this. Let's, they have let's, to start the second here, half. Right. Here's
1: how we start this. <laughs> what is your close? Okay. What is your closing five? Assuming it's a close game.
0: Okay. All right. Steph Curry is going to be in there. Giannis is going to be in there for sure. Oh man. I think I would go at, like the Warriors three. Giannis. So Green, Thompson, Curry, Giannis and then I think it, it would vary based on the matchups like I might go with James Harden I think it probably would have to go with James Harden just to get more offense on the floor his isolation ability this year in switches has been fantastic if I wanted to get a little more I mean the, the problem is just like a lot of it's gonna be matchups with your team too I mean you just between like LeBron and KD I and mean, that's just so hard to deal with I think like you're you're definitely gonna have like more talent in your closing five than I am I'm just hoping that like the fit is gonna Trump yours. So probably yeah, I think that would be it. It would be Curry, Harden, Thompson, Giannis, and Draymond. I mean, that's just a a small ass team though. I mean, like we're we're gonna get like dominated physically. Um, and like I just I wish I had like AD. A D is the guy who is like the swing here for me of just like the real two-way center size guy that my team just doesn't have.
1: I so obviously LeBron, Durant, and Davis are in my five five. I'm anticipating Embiid wouldn't be just because I don't think we need what he brings defensively I think AD you know it's kind of a hat on a hat with him yeah,
0: I've got Harden I've got Curry like Embiid is not gonna be able, and I've got Thompson like Embiid's just not gonna be able to match up on the right. perimeter with that level of shooting
1: so instead of Jimmy Butler is gonna be out there for me I think that that's just so many kind of wing-sized guys out there then the last spot could go in a million different directions tentatively Kyrie just because his ability to create one-on-one when things break down is there but you could go I mean I could go even with Oladipo if I wanted somebody who's a little bit bigger I mean you could go I could go million directions with that last spot
0: yeah i mean that's interesting of what your last spot would be i mean you you have a massive drop off after your after my top four kind of top four yeah i mean in terms of like versatility i mean you might even like al horford might be be your guy yeah although like he and ad together i don't know about that i guess yeah i guess you because you really got to play lebron at the four so yeah you don't like it's tough to say like you need someone who can defend a little bit more um in the background that's why i was so keen on thompson because he's just the like as the fifth guy on these teams Teams. he's just like the combination of like not taking anything off the table for the other players and probably being the best defensive guy of outside of like the top eight it was irresistible I think he's like crazy as it is to say I think just in this particular setting with all this talent like he's you know that's why I picked him when I did I think he's probably like the seventh or eighth most valuable guy in this exercise when you've got so much talent on the floor I think he might even be sixth I mean Steph, yeah. Steph LeBron KD, Giannis AD I think you have those guys at the top Top, but then I tried to pick him over Harden didn't I yeah. he was my, he was gonna be like he was gonna be my third pick I had Steph Curry yeah so then I was gonna get Thompson and you could, uh, and you could
1: make an argument in certain circumstances with it over AD, just because there are so many other bigs like you can get 80 percent of what Davis does more than 80 percent of Klay Thompson but I still think AD is just his his individual brilliance is I mean just to have him out there
0: all right well we'll of course I think we, when these come out we'll post it on Twitter and we'll just do it at, let's do it as a poll I don't think we've ever done a Twitter poll before of like whose team would win um yeah so demarcus and and de rosen are getting the keith bogans I and mean, what are some of your bench lineups gonna look like then i mean uh i mean who, who are your guys who are gonna play and who's gonna not like i guess that's where to start with it's like who's gonna kind of be out of the rotation for you
1: so i actually think i probably have i would consider playing my my main guys largely together unless Kyrie just complains too much about not getting the ball and then i would run two point guards on the second unit so russ and lillard or probably what it would be and then butler is going to be closing so he'll kind of be bouncing between porzingis is definitely going to play horford's definitely going to play so i might actually not run many wings because i don't really have that many of my second unit victor ladipo would be more a gap filler in that sort of a sense but yeah i think i think it would mostly be Lillard, wet russ butler when he's not with the starters horford and porzingis
0: yeah so cousins and DeRozan would be out of my rotation they just don't try hard enough on defense i think wall would also probably be uh, just just more of a break glass and type of emergency type of point guard so that would leave me i mean i might even just start towns or, or aldridge especially if you're or not start but like you know have to start the second half once i actually have some autonomy here um i probably would actually start aldridge in the second half and then you know use towns more as like a bench center uh someone who could match up or actually no i think i would go with towns in the starting lineup to make him be guard him if you're gonna start and bead um but yeah i mean it's tough for me to start clay at the three draymond at the five you know that might be asking them to play up for an entire game is a little bit much so i might have to start with some more traditional bigs but i think my rotation would basically be steph Giannis, harden thompson green towns lowry and aldridge and then aldridge would probably play the least out of those guys i would get some significant time with green at center as well and that's probably how we would close it it'd be fun <laughs> well so who would be the guys who would be out of your rotation
1: love and oladipo just don't really have much of a place They're i mean they, if you ran a different structure they could do it and then as a practical matter i think russ probably just wouldn't be out there very much because he doesn't provide much that is needed on this team but there are Certain circumstances where just his jolt of athleticism could be valuable.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you're you've definitely got some harder to manage personalities. Oh my I god! Mean, over, over the course <laughs> over the course of a season, I mean, both the interpersonal dynamics and also just people who just would not fucking be cool with sitting. I mean, Russell Westbrook being a bench guy, like he would just like run through the wall of the arena. Like well,
1: he, he, had, he, had Kevin, he he and Kevin he and, just, and Kevin Love could hang out. They could talk about their college days together on the bench.
0: Yeah, and Kyrie too. He would never accept like being a fifth option. See, like, the greatest thing ever yeah i mean whereas for me like you know really the only guy that i would be concerned about uh, or two that i would be concerned about are uh former college teammates demarcus cousins and john wall wait were they teammates yeah, yeah they, they were yeah in 2010 yeah yeah well and DeRozan, um, if you're not gonna play him at all well but DeRozan, he's been like a bench guy on team usa before that's true he, he was actually able to handle that okay um and, and demarcus like had some times where he was a, a little bit of a bench guy but wall would definitely be pissed i think especially like being behind someone like who you probably wait, you mean you, your team has the best two. backcourt in the
1: NBA and also Steph Curry and Clay Thompson I hadn't thought about that
0: <laughs> yeah I think the biggest thing here would be just like whose team had the most weaknesses
1: wait I just realized your team has three complete backcourts on it that's hilarious yeah yeah I tried to get a little bit more <laughs> I like that oh like oh of uh Lowry DeRozan, Curry Thompson, and uh Beal Wall.
0: Yeah, Wall and Beal look great in garbage time for me. Um yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that aspect of it. So yeah, and I think like really the biggest vulnerability for both of our teams would be Steph Curry on defense for me and you know Kyrie or Lillard or whoever on defense. You mean my
1: whole defense team you? murdering each other. That's probably my biggest concern. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so so <laughs> I, I I will say one thing just because we're not gonna use it. I was originally because I was gonna do this after lebron i had a whole i had a whole thing worked out and the what i was going to do when we got to the reserves was i was going to pick paul george and and chris paul and then be infuriated that they didn't make the team as a showing of respect for my guys it was gonna be a whole thing
0: <laughs> yeah chris paul definitely would be much more welcome on this team than like you know at he, least he'd be my fifth guy I,
1: I probably would have oh, taken yeah, him i, for I sure well you wouldn't have taken him over clay though would you
0: no i wouldn't have uh because i just because i already have stuff but yeah yeah, you would absolutely take him over Kyrie in a second. Oh yeah, because he's just so much better defensively. Well, yeah, and he and he can scale. Like, I mean, just the the ability to and Paul George would have been. He would have probably been a top ten pick in this too. I, he I would have picked him over Jimmy Butler probably even.
1: That would have been close, but Is yeah, a, I mean, he he fits better. He's
0: just another guy who can scale. Like Butler's just not shooting well enough from three point range this year, and he he really likes the ball. I mean, if you just look at like Team USA 2016, like Butler hardly played, and George was like you know should have been starting. That's true. Um. All right, this was fun actually i'm really looking forward to doing this again next year now uh but yeah we'll we'll post this on twitter or you can uh if you already have it in your mind if you want to tweet at us whose team you think w- would be better uh
1: don't hurt nate's feelings too badly
0: <laughs>
1: and we actually did flip a coin for first pick i i genuinely did that
0: yeah um really quickly here because we never really talked about either the starters or reserves are there any like picks that you really i mean the starters obviously we we kind of made it clear who we disagree with here just by the way we've picked these teams but in terms of like snubs is there anyone you think should have made it over the guys that did
1: so your your point on this is always that if you're gonna pick a guy who should be in you have to pick a guy who should be out and
0: oh of course and, yeah i mean that was, yeah of course that, that's just like that's just it just kills me all the like especially now that players are, like tweeting like oh i can't believe i have some it's like all right man but like who are you better you know like and especially when it's kind of ridiculous
1: to me chris paul has been the third best guard in the western conference this year Yeah, and so you can put him over Lillard, you can put him over clay both of those guys to me he jumps them in and so with with paul george so i probably would have put him over lillard and then kept because also the, there's a value to being yeah. at, at a different position and lillard- oh
0: and, and by the way Hey, this is now for who should make the team totally different exercise than what we just did right. about, like you're trying to put a team together Absolutely. with 12 dudes so so just to be clear we're talking about something different now here
1: right so so to me that's the most egregious like that's the one that i'm i don't i try not to care about all-star but that that does bother me and also we all-star is weird because it's not just about like oh who's the better player who's having the better season because you have career stuff and all that and chris paul has all those arguments too because he's a hall of famer he's an amazing point guard and all that kind of stuff so i think he was clearly he was kind of clearly my the most egregious for me. And then in the Eastern Conference, I thought Kemba deserved it. I thought that, you know, he's having yeah. he's having a really nice year. I would have put him in over either Beal or Wall. And I would say for me, so I think Beal's having the better season, but it, it is not just a who is having the better season thing. So I would have had probably Kemba and Wall, but between those two guys, I don't I don't really care too much.
0: Yeah, I think I would have gone Kemba also. Um Wall is really like quietly having quiet quite a down season right statistically uh kevin pelton thought that maybe andre drummond should have made it i just don't think drummond is that good Um, well
1: so so the the hard thing with drummond is like theoretically his argument is is defense but i mean they're 12th in defense this year they haven't been from what i from last time i checked they haven't been markedly better when he's been on the floor so i i just don't i don't really see it with with drummond in that way for personally if he was more dominant if he was what we thought he would be defensively then yeah by all means but that isn't who he is
0: yeah no i would say i would have drummond well well below beal wall and walker um and ben simmons has probably dropped off too much oh yeah he's from out standpoint. What, what about in the west so paul and we talked about paul paul would be in so who would be out for you in the west dame
1: would be out and then to me paul george versus clay thompson i don't have a strong preference either way i would say that george has maybe been a little bit a little bit better this season but it's hard because they play such different roles offensively like clay clay does a better job of what he has to do but that's because he has an easier job yeah.
0: i mean george is just having a down year. I think yeah. we know that he's a good player, but he just has not been efficient enough uh, offensively to me. And uh Towns probably, you know, the way he's played for the usage hasn't been high enough for him and he's gotten better on defense, but still, you know, that first uh, month and a half of the year counts. Um
1: And I would not have had Lou Williams in. I mean, maybe it, no. in the Eastern Conference you can make a different argument, but in the West, hell no. Also, oh, that's one point I should make. It is completely ludicrous that if they're doing it the way that they are that they still have the reserves by Congress conference because guys deserving guys got left off of this list because of they they held that structure
0: yeah i would have had dame and thompson still in i would have had george out paul would have been in for me towns would have been out oh, so see,
1: would have been guard heavy okay that's fine
0: yeah although maybe i'm trying to think if that even would have been possible yeah
1: but jimmy butler would have counted as rules. a front court guy oh but you have russell westbrook yeah. in still of course
0: yeah i do yeah yeah and draymond draymond is close to me actually like he has not been as good this year um
1: yeah just I, as I as a too. thought experiment how i did this was i had the no-brainers where it was like there's no reasonable argument against having them on the team yeah so for me, that was Westbrook and Butler in the West for two different reasons, and then in the in the East it was Oladipo and Horford. Just they've they've had better seasons than the guys above them. And then for me, yeah. the next tier in the West was Chris Paul and LaMarcus Aldridge. So that's why Chris Paul making not making it was so egregious. And then for me, everybody else in the West was on the borderline. And then in the East, the next tier was Love, Kemba, Porzingis, and Lowry for me. And then after that, I didn't really care a whole lot.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean the the last few in the West were really hard. The one guy who's really being talked about in consideration that I would not have there is Jokic he's missed a few games and also just you know the the defense is just not good he's also he's just not aggressive enough he's not consistent enough on a game-to-game basis yet he's just he's just not close to the level of player that the the rest of these guys are to me and and yeah you know I know there's some advanced numbers that really like him and I'll I'll give him some credit for kind of looking like he's more than meets the eye but to just say that he's on the level of these other guys in terms of like building a team around I I just I don't believe that to be true all right tuned tuned here for part two of the mock trade deadline right after this so that draft was pretty awesome we really enjoyed it i didn't think it would be that fun but it was and it's a great advertisement for you to be able to do your own draft with accurately named draft it's daily fantasy basketball but it's a snake draft rather than creating your lineup out of a salary cap league and that means that it's much harder for the pros to just price out people who want to just have some fun with daily fantasy because each draft takes Two to three minutes. You want to just do a lineup or two. Doesn't take that long. But if you're one of these people who's doing like 500 lineups and trying to make this your profession, you can't really do drafts. So you're going against a lot more people who are just kind of doing this for fun instead of making this daily fantasy their entire lives. These drafts start from just one dollar, so there's a draft for everyone. But you could win some cold hard cash and really enjoy yourself rooting for your players throughout the night. So come and play a draft today. You can download the app by just searching draft in whichever app store or draft.com, right from your computer works as well. And you can let them know that you came from us and get a free entry into the draft when you make your first deposit by using my promo code CAPSPACE. That's right, play a real money game for free using my promo code CAPSPACE on your first deposit. And that'll let them know that you came from us. Welcome back to part two of the mock trade deadline joined by Kevin Pelton of ESPN, Dan Feldman of NBC, Danny LaRue of many things, including very often this podcast. And before we get rolling, let's catch you up uh, on what happened in part one. We started off just by going through all 30 of our teams and saying what they're trying to accomplish. I've got roughly the East Sellers, the teams at the lower part of the Eastern Conference. Dan has the East buyers, teams at the top of the Eastern Conference maybe looking to acquire players. Danny has the West buyers, and KP has the West Sellers. The negotiations kicked off with Cleveland trying to move the Brooklyn pick. They didn't find something that they really liked that moved the needle there, especially with LeBron James not willing to commit to re-sign it. In cleveland they ended up finding a taker for kevin love however cleveland moved kevin love and derrick rose to detroit for avery bradley tobias harris and detroit's 2019 second round pick that helped detroit fix some of their tax problems going forward they didn't have to worry about re-signing avery bradley And meanwhile, Cleveland picked up some defense and a little more switchability with Tobias Harris and that Detroit second rounder will surely help them maybe get out of some luxury tax bills in the future. The Hornets were nearing an agreement to trade Kemba Walker until owner Michael Jordan intervened and demanded that they get an all-star back in exchange. That, of course, was not realistic, and so after much consternation, Kemba Walker was not able to be traded despite some potential to those talks. The Clippers made some half-hearted attempts to move DeAndre Jordan, weren't really even interested in trying to move Lou Williams at all. Their main goal was trying to get off of Danilo Gallinari And open up cap space for the summer of 2018 maybe try and lure lebron james or or paul george but they weren't really able to get off of gallo's salary he's got two years left after this one at more than 20 million per season chicago actually found it relatively easy going in moving nikola miritich to utah they had to pick up his team option for next year at a little over 13 million to do so but They're able to trade away Miritich, not take on any long-term salary, to Utah getting back Joe Johnson and a protected first-rounder. Lottery protected in 2018, probably will not go this year with the Jazz, unlikely to make the playoffs. Then protected 1-10 through in 2019, 1-5 in 2020, 1-4 in 2021, and if it does not convey by that point, it turns into 2021 and 2022 second-round picks. So now, let's get into... What I think is perhaps the more interesting part of this, even though some of the big names are are off the table now, just to see what's out there in terms of moving some money around, who wants to get some young prospects, what's going to happen with all the salary cap space, who's willing to take on uh, some bad money, who's trying to improve as well. I think you'll really enjoy part two. Here we go. And also worth noting here that as we're recording part one, News of the Sacramento Kings and Cleveland Cavaliers discussions involving George Hill were reported. We make the assumption going forward here that that trade is going to happen. And and as reported, there's supposed to maybe be some other considerations that they're working on. But as reported, George Hill going from Sacramento to Cleveland, Iman Shumpert and Channing Frye going back to Sacramento. So that is now part of Cleveland's roster for our purposes as we go forward here.
1: As the Denver Nuggets, I would like to talk to the Brooklyn Nets. Nets here. So, we have a couple of different things that we're interested in with you. And so, we need to gauge what you're feeling like. And so, I'll just run them down basically. One is Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie, we think, would be a nice fit as our third guard. So, we are absolutely not going to pay like a starting price for him to get him back. But we think he'd be a good fit. We don't know how you're feeling about adding 2018 19 salary. And then, so if you want, and then we also don't know how you're feeling about DeMar Carroll. We're not looking to swap DeMar Carroll for Wilson Chandler, we would be interested in maybe another option there. So basically what we wanted to talk with you about is we can make a small deal, we can make a big deal, but we think that something involving Dinwiddie, we have a multitude of young players that we think actually would fit really well with your team. So why we wanted to have this as an early conversation is it can be as small or as big as you want, and it might affect the way that you think about some other stuff as the Brooklyn Nets and as we as the Nuggets, because we have so many other young assets.
0: Yeah, I think if you want to make me a specific proposal for Dinwiddie, you know, I mentioned that, that he could be available i mentioned that damari carroll could be available if you want to take back bad salary but you know i mean we're gonna need some assets there starting with the you know a Wancho Hernandez gomez is someone that we could have some interest in here if you want to throw him in um we would be interested in malik beasley as well and of course you know your first rounders notably out in that list is uh tyler Lydon.
1: what about emmanuel Mudiay? is he some where would he fit within it like so if you want to rank wancho Mudiay beasley how would you rank those three?
0: Moody, we're not interested in because we already have D'Angelo Russell. He's a really bad fit with him. So I, I can't say that he moves the Neal. He probably actually makes enough to that you know he's not even really that great of an asset at, at this point. So, uh, I mean, what are you really trying to do here? You're trying to move salary and pick up Dinwiddie at the same time?
1: If we can, but if, we, if all we can do is get Dinwiddie, if that's all we can agree to, we can make that trade as well. That's why it can be scalable. So we would, yeah, in an ideal trade for us, we would love to. And we could even include some of the guys that you, unless you were in love with the players you acquired from the 76ers, we would love to do like a first round pick and maybe one of these young players, if you're willing to take on, we think Kenneth Farid would be a great fit for you guys, just as another center, just a perfect, you know, hardworking part of your culture can be a centerpiece there. So something like that, where we unload, where we unload money, then the first round pick becomes available. If we are not unloading future salary, then we are not willing to do. And of course, if you want a Mason Plumlee return, we can facilitate that instead. <laughs>
0: Tim Conley, what has come over you here? You're, uh, I never would have thought that you would be willing to part with Mason Pulley so soon. No, I, I think, look, we, we think that Carroll has a lot of value. You know, We don't really ha- he's important for us as far as ballast. Um, Are, are there any other teams out there? I mean, for, I think Dinwiddie is a little bit too far down the pecking order for us to talk about right now. Maybe we can revisit these discussions, Denver.
1: Sure, um, that's fine. We just we just wanted to have it in the back of your mind as you're going through this.
0: Okay. Um, How about some teams that are trying to just get off of salary here. The good teams that would be interested uh, for the Nets, Damari Carroll and you know, that, that would be a big one. He's a guy who's not great salary, but he can play a lot better than presumably whoever you're going to send back. And we'd like to pick up a first round pick in the deal. Portland, you got any interest? It's
2: intriguing, but I, I don't think we're interested right now. I mean, you know, it, we're very committed to Evan Turner, clearly. And uh, at this point, we kind of can't find minutes even for Maurice Harkless. So, you know, I, I don't know that we necessarily need another player in that spot who's of a similar ability. If we could upgrade that, it would be different.
0: Oh, really? You don't think Carroll is way better for you than Turner would be?
2: Again, we think differently of Evan Turner than maybe the other observers might think of Evan Turner. (laughs) That's why we signed him to the contract we did.
0: All right, so really nobody interested in doing that type of a deal right now. Man, this is not a <laughs> Pist- ton of fun. Pistons so- here. Yes, pistons yes. Pistons here. Uh,
3: we would be interested in something along the lines of John Lure and Stanley Johnson for Damari Carroll and one other small asset uh, to bring back. We think we think Stanley Johnson is just a little bit too much of a, a sweetener for that deal. So if you send us back something small, uh, we could be in range
0: yeah well basically i mean lure i'm looking at him as totally dead salary he's got two years left at, at 10 million per carol only has one year after this at, at about 14 million uh so you're asking me to take on another 10 million of lure's salary plus you know carol can still play and, and lure can't for next year i'm not sure that stanley johnson is quite enough coming back for you guys i mean johnson is you know he's got a career pr of like eight you know i mean i know he's got some potential and he's a young guy uh we'd like to get him into our culture but i think if anything you guys guys would have to give up a, a little bit more there yeah So okay worth a shot
2: you know, while the Blazers have the Nets on the line, I know this is a departure, but are you guys interested in Noah Vonley?
0: Uh, yeah, real interested in the cash and asset that you can send with Noah Vonley for us to take him.
2: I mean, we were hoping to do this using just cash, given that, you know, Vonley can be a useful player. He's played, he started for us in the playoffs last year, and, you know, we identified you as a team with cap space that has a bit of a hole at power forward and could maybe, you know, use him behind Rondé Hollis Jefferson.
0: Yeah, we see him more as a center in our system and also he's a restricted free agent as well whom we would have to resign not a guy who we expect there to be interest for but still you know at the very least we can get on the qualifying offer i mean for us our plan is we want to get worse next year and then we want assets that are going to help us going forward i'm not sure that vonle does that i mean it's always nice to make a little cash but we might be able to do a little bit better there i think there are plenty of teams out there that are trying to get off of money where we could pick up a real asset instead of cash so we're not we're not at the point yet and this goes for all my teams where we're just willing to accept cash to take a guy on we still want some kind of assets for some of these guys
1: new orleans here we're conceptually interested in something involving Omar Ashik and damari carroll but the problem is we don't think that we're we're not saving much money in that deal and so we don't think the difference between them is is worth a first round pick so do you think there's something there maybe involving like jared allen or just one of your other intriguing young players that could kind of to fill that gap because again, we're not we're not saving much, but it would make us better. Uh,
0: what if you throw in Ajinza as well, Ashik and Ajinsa for Carroll and a first round pick? You see, so you,
1: you you mean we're
0: giving up the first
1: round pick now? See, yes, there the problem the problem there is then we're we're basically we're we're n- that's pretty neutral for us in terms of money, and that's that's a little bit too rich. If you would do that, and maybe if you'd throw in Jared Allen, then maybe we could consider it. But no, at we that really point,
0: we really like Jared Allen. I, I think you know um now if you guys had any, what about? Carol, Carol is like the closest thing to a 3 and D guy you guys have had. He, I think he would really, really help you guys. And I mean, and you're getting off of, I mean, if you look at it as you're getting off of basically $30 million in dead money, right? Well, no, it's a little I, less I don't, than don't that. consider
1: this year as being much because we're underneath yeah. the tax. So I think that more is about about 18 million for next year. You know, uh, for the next two years after that, and we're getting back a lot. And if you know, if De- if Demarcus Cousins resigns, which we're hoping that he will, then we're getting perilously close to the luxury tax next year. And while we think Damari is a wonderful fit for what we're doing, so you wouldn't be willing to include like Rondé Hollis Jefferson or somebody like that. Just, he, I mean, he's going to be expiring next year, and then he's going to get paid a bunch of money. So.
0: So you want Carol and. Jefferson, I, mean, I think Rondé has been a big part of, of our culture. Or what, culture, uh, what a big about what about our defense? Hurt,
1: like one of basically yeah. Some... I
0: mean, we've got so much young talent here. I mean, it's it's going to be it's going be tough. I mean, if you wanted us to send back, I mean, even our second rounders are, are going to be pretty valuable. What about Joe Harris? Yeah, now we're talking. Yeah, I think if we we could send you back, Joe Harris, he's going to be a, a free agent next year. So Carroll and Harris for Ashik Ajinsa, and a first rounder. And I mean, is that a basic? Concept? construct assuming we could work out the protections
1: yeah i i think that i think that's a basic construct that can that can really help us so what we're what we're thinking on this is how about could we do kind of reverse protections on it so you get it if it's a play, if, if we make the playoffs this year and then we do lighter protections after that
0: yeah so i mean lottery yeah, lottery protection uh, lottery protected this year and then like top 10 protected the year after that and then maybe top four protected the year after that
1: and then reverts to two second rounders
0: yeah lottery yeah, two it's, seconds yeah i, I think that's uh, that's not bad um actually could could we give us another year though of the uh the top four production no i mean it's it's hard to not ever face not ever getting the pick and you know you could lose anthony davis and then be like right in that lottery i mean you're and, not and gonna now, be and now
1: you know why we're talking about not not doing that that part of this
0: well but you're not gonna be in the top four under this new format two years in a row well so right? like, I, thought, I mean if you're willing talking, to lose
1: talking lottery 10-4 and then done and then and then it resolves at that point if you, adding another year just means it makes it more complicated for us
0: yeah i mean i guess the two seconds would at least be good yeah, if you're I mean, if, if, it's, if it's a the protection yeah right okay all right we'll do it all right come on down we got it done wow an actual trade amazing what a deadline this has been <laughs> what, do you, what, do guys, what do you guys
1: think of that that was something that kind of came off the top of my head but i thought it made sense
2: yeah i mean i think that uh both you guys made strong points i mean the, the tax does become a bit of an issue for the uh, pelicans going forward but Carroll is such a such an upgrade there and you get the combination of both the uh, I think it's something we've talked about many times in the past that if you can the way you get to a first round pick is to not just take back salary but also give up someone who can play as well
3: yeah I completely agree I think Carroll and Harris are such good fits in New Orleans that was the place their value would be maximized it makes a lot of sense
2: all right,
0: we got that one written down here.
2: Also, I'm excited because has it wasn't it been like three mock trade deadlines in a row that the Hornets, the Pelicans, have been trying to offload Ashik
0: to Brooklyn,
1: <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I mean, finally made it happen. But usually I think it was it was Feldman. I it can't remember when. was. Uh.
0: Oh, that's great. So of course uh, I'm indebted to Dan and KP for being on this show. And so if I wanted to send them a gift to, to thank them, stamps.com is a great way to do that. Danny has been using stamps.com a ton to send out copies of his book. It's open all the time. So if you're a night owl like me, you don't have to worry that the post office is closed. You create your stamps.com online account in minutes that lets you print official us postage for any letter or package or any class of mail and then the mailman will just pick it up so you don't have to leave your office you don't have to leave your home in my case they'll even send you a digital scale that calculates exact postage and they have posted discounts that you can't get at the post office it's a fraction of the cost of super expensive postage meters so if you have any kind of a job or a business where you need to send a lot of stuff through the mail stamps.com is far superior to just go going through the USPS, waiting in line at the post office. Right now, you can enjoy their service with a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus postage, and a digital scale. All you got to do is click on the microphone at the top of that Stamps.com homepage, type in Capspace, our familiar code. Easy to remember, we talk about Capspace all the time on the program. That's Stamps.com. Enter Capspace at the top of the homepage and let them know that you came from us. Uh, why don't we do Tyreek Evans now? That's one that that should we should get a deal done with that one. We, we don't have to beat around the bush too much there
2: yeah wizards you want to make an offer here
3: oh we sure do here's here's our offer okay uh jason smith tim frazier chris mccullough and sheldon mack plus our first round pick we want some protections in there as a just in case thing but this clearly like it'll be like lottery protector or something like that uh, for Tyreek Evans and James Ennis.
2: All right, that doesn't sound bad, but my concern right now is I'm taking on four players and giving up two. That means I have to cut two players, and I'm giving up, you know, the expiring contracts. I mean, I guess Mario Chalmers we can cut without too much trouble, but. I, I think we're going to have to at least take— Well, could you add guess,
1: McCullough and then cut him?
2: But we have to we have to make roster spots for all of these guys, so we'd have to cut two okay. players. Uh,
1: but
3: so what well, I think Danny's thing is you'd only have to— So if you cut— uh, oh, Trade for McCullough personally And then trade for McCullough, then I see what Mac. you're saying.
2: Do these all as separate all right. deals?
3: Right. So, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I guess that makes sense, since we're just going to cut all these guys anyway. Uh, how does this change?
0: Uh, and we're not right at the deadline yet, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not under that much time pressure there's time to do all this because yeah i mean because you'd have to like clear clear waivers i you know i'm not sure actually if the league would be okay with uh, that necessarily all like being agreed to ahead of time but uh we didn't for we will we, we'll be okay we didn't
3: agree to it we just uh, were discussing what we would do if that happens
0: okay well and that's fine anyway i mean we don't have to get into the minutia that much i think one or two <laughs> roster slots of unimportant players we don't have to go crazy with those
2: okay so we're adding well, Smith,
0: well, so it's before we talk Mac- about
1: ennis should we talk about if anybody else has a good offer for ennis i know i'm not thinking through my teams right
0: now Well, no let's let's do evans first here because uh so so we're
3: the wizards are trying to trade for both and if we're giving up our first rounder
0: we we want both Ah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) the trade machine says this has reduced the grizzlies by 14 wins according to according (laughs) to their own john (laughs) Hollinger. Oh no.
1: A, Do they even have fourteen wins to reduce?
2: You would wonder. Uh so wait, this is Smith McCall and Mac. Is this is Meeks in there? Am I missing anyone?
3: Uh did you get Tim Frazier?
2: Frazier as well? Okay. Yeah.
3: Uh we if you, would you take Meeks? I just kinda figured that was a bridge too far.
2: Yeah, we I mean we'd certainly prefer not to given the uh given that he's right got some us. money for next year. Right. Or right, any other interest in Tyreek Evans. Having
0: yeah, I don't perhaps think
2: an has... all-star caliber season.
0: He uh would make sense for my Miami but I I don't think we can find a way to give you a first round pick unfortunately given how impacted uh, our first rounders are from the Goran Dragic trade we the first first rounder that we could trade would be 2023 and that's just I I don't think we're willing to do that Uh, we already have so few so I mean if there's anything else that you might be interested in you know like a Rodney Magruder or Okara White and you wouldn't have to take back any bad salary at least and we could throw in second rounders that we don't have for a long time
2: yeah I don't think so right now uh Washington would you be able to cover throwing 1.5 million to cover the difference in cash the remainder of the year?
0: Do we definitely have that available? This could this could fall apart quickly with these two cheap ass teams. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: kind of hope we don't have it available so I can more easily say no, because I might say no anyway. (laughs) Shockingly, shockingly, we have paid zero cash so far, so we have not But think about all the money
1: money you're saving, Washington. You're you're saving a lot more money than that in this deal. Right.
3: Yeah, we we could do that. Uh, So I don't think this gets us completely out of the tax, which we're fine with. We think it sends a nice signal to our players that we're committed to winning and willing to pay the tax. We just don't want to pay too much of it. This gets our tax bill Mm -hmm. down. Uh, so, so yeah I we would do that we would do that
2: Treaty a quarter of your roster since the signal that...
3: well those aren't the
1: players we're trying to signal to I mean, all
2: right well unless there's any other interest in Evans or I guess James Ennis
0: yeah but Spurs got any interest in uh Tyreek Evans
1: I mean it sounds like they're getting a, a serious return on, on this and San Antonio I mean we don't really have much in the way of matching salary that's particularly great here so like I think this becomes a much more complicated deal for Memphis and our first round picks are golden. and we never make any mistakes with those, so.
2: <laughs> I mean, wow. I guess it's, it's true that they didn't use a first-round pick to acquire Joffrey Laverne.
1: They didn't have to. They had to give him a player option instead. Joffrey Laverne is on the block. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, there, there are no other uh, buyers that are interested in Tyreek Evans. Is it just a, a question of being able to beat that deal? Is, is that the issue?
1: Well, yeah, I, I have a lot, so I have the West buyers, and a lot of my teams just don't really have the right filler salary or the assets. So it's I okay, OKC, sure, and I mean
0: he's he, he, making three million bucks. Like you know, I guess it's just a question of the first rounder. But if you'd yeah. be willing to give up a late first rounder for him, and then you don't have to make them take salary, that would presumably be a superior offer, right, Memphis?
1: Yep. I don't think any of my teams really fit. The
3: Celtics are debating whether they would do that.
1: Oh, with the disabled player exception?
3: Right. I suppose our
0: worst first-rounder is our own.
2: Which isn't as good as Washington's.
0: Yeah, but you don't have to take back the bad salary, which in Memphis probably I mean, maybe, actually matters. Yeah, you but we're,
2: maybe, getting, we're getting the salary covered, if assuming the Wizards are willing to throw in this cash. It's and like, outside of well, Smith, but, those, but are, don't those have, are
0: all
3: expiring contracts. It's just yeah. the relief this year. Yeah, you I mean, have to with Jason cut, Smith for We have to cut
2: year. Brandon Wright and oh, oh, Smith. Oh we, oh, we are still... Chuck with Smith next year. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, 4. I think he, uh, I think oh, he's he might pick actually that exercise player that, yeah. that player option. Yeah, I it's, 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 it's possible.
0: Possibly. It. Yeah, slight risk there. All right. Uh, so would would you prefer
3: that package from the Wizards for the better pick? I mean, that would cut my deliberations and make it much easier.
2: I mean, the $1.5 is not inconsequential. We're about, you know, assuming we stretch him, we're about $14 million under the tax for next year. So, But we're not going to have bird rights on anyone at this point. We're going to have either traded or cut everyone who is an contract so it's you know we're basically just using the mid-level next year so it's not a huge deal i think we'd probably just rather have the better pick okay
3: so yeah, yeah. so uh, that boston's interested but not going
0: to be able to do that all right, so we're done then. What are the final parameters on that one?
2: And that's your 2018 first round pick, Washington?
0: Yes, lottery protected.
2: Um, well, Ooh,
0: we, that's
1: less interesting. I, th- I said lottery protected from the start. Oh, no, no, I'm just, but I'm maybe for Pelton, because then that takes out some of the, is it unprotected the second year?
2: Yeah, what, what's the further protection here?
3: Uh, we'll leave it lottery protected for the, till the end, and then... Uh, <laughs> the
0: end of time. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the seven years. <laughs> lottery
3: protected. And then... I mean, I'd like to say that it converts to two second rounders. Is, is that going to be a deal breaker? Like, the I, Wizards are going to make the playoffs in the next seven years.
2: I, I would imagine so. I don't think that's a deal breaker.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I feel nervous about doing a minor trade like that with such a terrible downside, uh, but it's not going to matter either way. They'll make it this year. You'll get the pick this year.
2: Yeah, I'm not too worried
0: about that. Great. I, I gotta say, I hate that trade for the Wizards. Really? So I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll,
3: I'll give you my rationale first, and then you tell me why you hate it. Well, All here's right.
0: why. The biggest reason I hate it is because they, they're <laughs> Not to be able to re-sign Tyreek probably not but
3: there's value in getting off that money and reducing the tax bill and so you you make this push this year and you you know you're they're going to be in a tough spot financially next summer and so you know maybe that's the time where you give up some asset to to move Mahimi or Gortata or, or something bigger and it opens the door for re-signing Tyreek and if it doesn't that's okay too and same with Ennis
0: yeah I guess they do get Ennis I forgot about that part of it that he was involved too so yeah all right I, I don't hate it as much anymore sorry It, sorry, it also it,
1: it's also impressive for for Grun Feldman to get... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's great. To, to trade a first-round pick for talented players on expiring contracts that they're not going to be able to re-sign, because that would be the second year in a row that they did that. <laughs> yes.
3: So so just the logic real quick for the Wizards is they've been really good when they've had two versatile forwards in with Kelly Oubre and Otto Porter. If you add Ennis to the mix, you can have those types of lineups in more often. They need an upgrade at, at backup point guard. That's Evans. And Evans can play the wing sometimes, too, and open up some other lineups and make this team a lot more
0: versatile going into the playoffs. I think it's a good trade for the Wizards.
2: Uh by the way, while we're here, does anyone have any interest in Brandon Wright? Six million dollars. I don't
0: think we were ever here. Uh, are you?
1: For but uh, just just for, clarif- <laughs> just, for, just for clarification, Grizzlies, uh, are are you not looking to use that to take on money for 2018-19? Because if you're looking to take on money for 2018-19, the, your friends in Denver might be interested in talking to you about Darrell Arthur.
2: No, I mean, again, we're buddy up against the tax next year, so that's that's a non-starter. Oh, uh,
1: all
0: right. There. How about uh, how about West Matthews in Dallas? Um, a, a, another guy who I think could potentially get moved here.
2: Yeah, I mean, we don't feel urgency necessarily moving but we're listening if people if there's interest in out there we're still listening we continue to listen
0: (laughs) west buyers east buyers any interest in in west i mean well so like what would you be willing dallas to take back worse salary for matthews making similar money and then you know hope to pick up an an asset as well that's the construction you would be talking about here
2: i'm not sure exactly what we're thinking i mean I and mean, that's why we're just willing to listen. I mean, is is there anyone out there who's really motivated to get Wes, Le- Wes Matthews? Maybe uh, I don't know Denver sees him as a, uh, a wing defender upgrade.
1: Well, Denver Denver is definitely intrigued, but the structure of a deal is going to be complicated because we're worried that Matthews, as talented as he is, is going to pick up his player option. So, like, yeah, we would be, we would be interested. Maybe we, like, how are you feeling about Wilson Chandler? Because that is a deal where it's you save money for next year, like. The difference between their player options is I think about six million dollars so that's pretty meaningful for you guys that to me is not enough to get rid of a, a first round pick but we have a bunch of other things you guys collect point guards like nobody's business so would you be interested in Emmanuel Moutier something like that
2: so you're saying we're, we're giving you a first round pick to do this
0: deal
1: no we're saying okay. uh Wes Matthews for Wilson Chandler and Emmanuel Moutier
0: yeah or you could hold on to Chandler and throw in do Arthur and Fareed and then uh you know throw in something. More. Denver like, yeah, sure. You
1: if if, if as you well. were interested in that, but we thought you wanted more functional salary. If, you, if you're down with something like that with free, absolutely.
2: Now I think I like the uh, the Chandler Moodie construction of this. I mean, Moodie might. Uh, cause Rick Carlisle to... I mean, there's not really any hair left to tear out, so I don't know what the uh, expression would be at this point, well, but...
0: Don't you already have Dennis Smith, though? Like, isn't Moutier worth more to a team that might well, be looking for a it. solution? Well, they could flip He might be. Uh, someone yeah, if, someone I mean, else if, if you're... to come
2: in here, but I, I mean, Rick Carlisle has never I'll, been afraid to play three point cards at a time.
1: I'll, I'll tell you as Denver why <laughs> Moutier... Moutier is there because he has the smallest amount of team control of him, Beasley, and Wancho, who we think we can use in other deals, especially if we're not really getting out of we're not really getting out of cap here, but having that upgrade opens the door for only costing Moutier to do something else.
0: And we would use that roster spot. Hawks here, you know, I think you'd be really worried about the tax next year. You're taking on more money in a deal like that with Wes Matthews. We could just offer you some straight up salary relief for Arthur and for Reed. We've got expiring contracts. We could include Kent Bazemore in a deal going back, and then maybe you could send us some assets. What do you think of that?
1: Well, so, so, uh, although Bazemore
0: you... doesn't expire either. Either, and but we could also, but we could also do uh, Chandler as well, and throw in guys like Bellinelli or Luke Babbitt, Malcolm Delaney, Ersan Ilyasova. Um So we could, you, you could get you off of a, a fair amount of money that way. You get Bazemore back as well, and then you know we could pick up uh, some of those uh, those disused guys on your bench or first rounders. Which you know, I mean, you've got so many young guys anyway. What good is another first rounder for you?
1: So what, what concerns what concerns me about we think Mess Matthews is. Is a better fit to defend threes than Kent Basemore. Basemore's you know, he, he's a capable defender, but we already have Gary Harris for some of that stuff, and Kent Basemore has an extra year on his contract. Whereas other, our other stuff lines up, and so having Wes Matthews who expi who he, he and who knows, he might not even pick up his option. We don't know exactly where that's going. And we could figure something out. Maybe we could even get him to decline his option and then pay him pay him less money for a longer period of time if he if things work out. Uh so I mean with Basemore, he doesn't bring it. I mean, if you wanted to to talk about having Torian and prince in this conversation then we could have something but i don't think you want to move him
0: no we don't he he's a, a part of our future um and would you have any more interest in the orlando guys uh, than wes matthews if you were talking about that type of construction you'd be like jonathan simmons yeah john simmons certainly could be a part of it um
1: john simmons definitely interests us um because he's he's reasonable he's under contract for for another two years so he he could be he's not perfect certainly but uh w- what would what would be your idea there because we would if we're going to give up a first round pick we're going to be offloading some serious salary because that's really the only that that's that's our way of making that happen but you know there's a possibility of of doing one of our smaller assets for something there
0: what what do you have a thought well i think we would be willing to do evan fournier and john simmons take back you know whatever dead salary you want to send for that and if you also throw in um hernan gomez and one other asset i think we'd be willing to do that
1: what about a much smaller deal which we we would like much better which is like Darrell arthur and mudier for jonathan simmons you guys get another option at point guard who is cost controlled and team controlled for another year it jonathan you know you're you're gonna have to look for an answer there and Darrell arthur i think could be a part of your rotation next year i think he could be a useful power forward for you
0: yeah i mean he's got this weird illness but no we would do that absolutely durell arthur for john simmons and mudier i think that's the type of who give us another option at point guard this isn't a great point guard draft don't know if we're going to be re-signing Alfred Payton or not uh and I think Moutier despite uh, some of the issues that he's had in his career still you know has a little more potential at the high someone, end than someone Payton.
1: I could see John Hammond buying on as well just as a potential player
0: yeah all right we'll do that okay let's 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 rack it up so John John Simmons uh making about six million this year and next year and then he has a, a nine guarantee that third year uh, and then Jarrell Arthur making a little under eight million these next Uh, This year and next year And then we get Moutier as well Yeah, we'll do it John Simmons is a little older I don't think he really helps us We really got to rebuild And just get some talent in the pipeline
2: Peanut Gallery I like that trade for Denver a lot I was gonna say I like
0: guy. it for the, I like it for the I like it for both, but I like it for the magic more. I think,
3: uh, you know, just a way to get a play with Moody's potential. It's a fairly low cost.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think re- the argument might be that maybe we could have done better for Jonathan Simmons in a similar construction of taking on bad salary and trading him away as well. But uh, I think Moody, especially just because we have nothing at point guard and he's got some potential, uh, that, that seems like it works. And I think Denver, it helps them actually get someone who can play some defense on the wing. And 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 also gives them insurance uh, if and when Will Barton were to leave.
3: I think it helps the Nuggets, but my concern is that they might still have to make a bigger move to avoid the luxury tax next year. And maybe it's not worth it to make this incremental move when you still need to do something bigger anyway. Well,
1: I don't don't think they see Moutier as being an answer there. And actually, uh, he might not necessarily be the next one, but I will mention that, especially with this trade happening, uh, Will Barton, we we don't have to move him. We, We think that he's still an important part of the team. But if somebody's interested in him and makes an offer, for, like is interested, but we're a little bit concerned after what Tyreek Evans got that there isn't much interest. But maybe Boston, Boston, you want to talk?
3: Uh, we have our heart set on uh somebody else. That's uh, we fine. Might be you can interested. you
1: you can have your heart broken and come back to us. I don't
3: know if this is a good time to jump to it. Uh, but Celtics here, we're interested in Rodney Hood.
2: Okay, Jazz listening. What what are you uh, uh what are you offering? Just trying to
3: get a feel for your motivations. Uh, how do you value Marcus Morris, who's under team control at a reasonable salary next I mean, year?
2: We, we just added Nikola Miritich. We see Morris is primarily a four so i i think he's not of great need to us at this point
3: yeah so we're you know we're thinking maybe then something along the lines of our our own first round pick for hood but would maybe need a touch more
2: in terms of maybe a future second round pick from us
3: yeah something along those lines or uh you know we like jonas drebko we had him uh, he could potentially help us
2: um mm. Yeah, I mean Jonas still has a role to play. We think for us, uh, you know, if we are trading Derek Favors, and therefore, you know, he's going to be probably our primary backup at power forward now that we've traded Joe Johnson. So I, I don't know about including him.
3: Have you traded Derek Favors?
2: We have not yet. But, okay, but it's something that's on the table at this point.
3: So what what would that second rounder be? If it's our own first rounder uh, for Hood, what would that second rounder be we have
2: coming back? So we'd rather do 2019.
3: And- and we could put like a top 22 protection on this pick you know just, a just in case thing uh
2: well what does that become then in future years
3: uh let's let's leave it as top 20 20 the rest of the years uh and then two second rounders
2: yeah I suppose so suppose uh, do uh, that okay I think we'll do that well is there anyone any other interest in Rodney hood
0: um so the price is you're giving up a 2019 second and getting back Boston's 2018 first this year
2: yeah so right. pretty much any first First would beat that at least at least any 2018 first. Uh, I mean Rodney Hood, 25 years old, you know, uh, has had some very promising seasons. This not necessarily among them so far.
0: Yeah, and, and, and so, some very promising quarters and thirds of seasons,
2: <laughs> yes, particularly <laughs> those. Uh, I, I would have to. Uh, someone else would have to jump in. I wonder if the Kings would be interested. I know Dave Yeager is quite a fan of Rodney Hood.
1: It's funny. Me as uh, if if it were me on the Spurs, I actually think that would be fascinating. In, but I don't think that's a move they would
0: make.
2: Well, they would certainly have pretty good intel on uh, on Rodney Hood, given the connection between those front offices.
0: Right, and that's surprising to me that that it just it always is with the Spurs just laughing. I mean, the, I think you're being realistic here, Danny, that they are not generally particularly aggressive.
1: Well, I, I I don't know. I think the idea of Hood, especially as protection with with Danny Green coming up and everything else, I think that would be like that would be the kind of proactive move I would I would hope that RC would make. But at the same point, that's not really what they've done, especially for a I was about to get paid.
2: All right. Well, at this point, I think, Boston, you have a deal.
3: Great. Uh, we look forward to bringing in Rodney Hood and seeing how the rotation shakes out with him and Marcus Smart. And we can go in the summer with a posi- in a position of strength with both of those restricted free agents. And if we get to the point we can only afford one, uh, we can see which deal is most advantageous to us. And maybe the market's cool enough that we can afford to resign both.
0: So that's going to do it for part two of the mock trade deadline. Check back tomorrow for part three, where we wrap up all of the trades that we made and review what we learned about the league from this exercise and what we think the climate will be for the real trades that are coming this trade deadline thanks again to draft for sponsoring appropriately enough this all-star draft edition of the pod you can download the app anytime to play daily fantasy basketball with a snake draft format search draft in your app store join a game in minutes or play right from your computer on draft.com for limited time only all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit but you got to use my promo code capspace that's right you play a real money game for free. Use the promo code CAPSPACE on your first deposit.